Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Hey, welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Maurice Patton here, Coach Mike on the controls, special guest Joe Fisher, and on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, as promised, we got Jesse Smithy with 5starpreps.com. Jesse, good morning. Jesse. Getting the silent treatment. Uh, yeah, well, it's not the first time. Jesse, can you hear me? Somebody was there. Oh, Jesse. Okay. Okay, yeah, we can hear you now. We can hear you now. We, apologies from the engineer there. It helps out. Hit the right button. Hey, hey, never a dull moment here in the studios on West 7th in Columbia. Jesse Smithy, five-star preps. Um Great article yesterday, Jesse, and I find it really fascinating from a number of uh, of angles. Um, Knoxville is discussing making a bid for the Blue Cross Bowl for the 2023 through 2026 seasons, had considered making a bid for this two-year period that just went to Chattanooga and Finley Stadium for the next two Blue Cross Bowl series plural um personally i never would have thought we'd see the championship games move that far out of middle tennessee but i can Mm. i can certainly see the allure of championship games in neyland stadium from the standpoint of again you're not going to find a a high school football player who would not love the opportunity to play a football game, a state championship football game in that stadium. And and I would think that that's got to be a really big draw. You have reached the maximum time permitted for recording your message. You guys got me? Yep. <laughs> we, we do have you. We, we do right. have you. Um, all right. Well, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the genesis of this article all arose from social media. So every time the bids go out for state football, there's people – in East Tennessee, they just say, hey, why does Knoxville never bid on this? Or why do we never see Knoxville's name even considered in this? And it gets dismissed pretty easily because, obviously, Neyland Stadium does not have synthetic turf. And I think there's this contention that 
when you play nine games in three days, there's no way you can do it on turf. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's unpack this take a little bit. That this, everybody just flippantly throws out and says, okay, well, I guess that's why. Well, is it really why? And so I, I called Visit Knoxville, which is like the, the Visitors Bureau, the sports commission there. I, I got them to talk about it. I talked with PSSAA, Bernard Childress, the executive director. I talked with uh, Dr. John Sorokin, who's one of the country's, if not the country's, top field expert. I mean, he does work with the NFL. He does work with the University of Tennessee. I mean, he is the guy. And we talked with him about, is this feasible? Can this be done nine games in three days? In December? Said, yeah. yeah, in December. And he said, yeah. Now, is it gonna? Is there a possibility that there could be bad weather and they absolutely tear this field up? Correct. Sure. Uh, it can, yes, it's, that's a likelihood. I mean, I can't, I can't think of too many weeks where I've spent in Cookville or Murfreesboro covering state championships where there hasn't been a drizzle or a rain or a snow. It, we don't get 50, 60 degree days very much. Now, it's happened a couple times, but not often. So you can pretty much bank on there being some, some nasty weather that week. So, but we talked with him. I talked with another field expert um, anonymously. There's kind of like an unspoken thing where you don't want to critique somebody else's field if you're in that. And so I get it. So, I mean, but both of those guys said, look, this is doable. You can pull it off, but there has to be a commitment from the University of Tennessee and the visitor or, you know, visit Knoxville to budget or allocate some dollars just in case this field gets shredded up. And remember, they have the orange and white game in April every year. So is for, for that field, that Bermuda grass to heal during December, January, February, probably not going to happen. So if you're waiting for it to naturally heal, you're going to have to wait until March and hope that it gets done before the orange and white game. Now, is that likely? Probably not. So you're going to have to budget some dollars to resod that field if it just gets absolutely shredded up. Now, it might be fine. It, it might be a cold and kind of crusty surface, and it can withstand the, 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 the weight of all that those games that week. So it's going to be a case-by-case basis. But what I learned from talking with Visit Knoxville was in maybe, I, I guess, the four-year bid cycle before they moved it to, to Chattanooga, that there was really high interest from Knoxville. But at that point, the field was the main concern. When they looked at it this past time around for the two-year cycle, they said the field was barely discussed. So that just lets me know that they're willing to do this and they're willing to resod the field if they want to. They have the money. I think we all agree that University of Tennessee has money to do that. We're looking at 100000 to 200000 I mean, look at what they're paying out coaches for buyouts. So they, they can do this if they're totally committed. And the Visit Knoxville Sports Commission lead guy says, look, we want this. We're probably going to put in a bid in 2023. We just have to sit down again with the University of Tennessee, map out all the financials, and, and just make sure all the, the parties align. The reason they didn't do it this past time was they had – Visit Knoxville had a lot of different things going on, projects that they were working on and already had on the books that were you know taking their time away. Tennessee had a lot of leadership changes, whether it's football or administration that was going on, um, that, all the COVID regulations going on. And so they're just – they just didn't feel like it was the right time to put in a bid. And I think stepping back and, and looking at the bigger picture, I think they really understand that this would benefit the city of Knoxville. And I think 
it would help the University of Tennessee's recruiting. This isn't Tennessee's not the cool school anymore. Remember back in the '90s where every kid growing up in Tennessee wanted to play at Tennessee, whether they lived in Memphis or Nashville, or wherever. Well, those kids in the mid-state, those kids in Memphis, they're looking at they're looking at Clemson, they're looking at Alabama, Ole Miss. I mean, Oregon comes in. I mean, just people all over the country are coming to Tennessee now, so they need mid-state athletes they need memphis area athletes to come to neyland and be wowed by the facilities and where they get to dress in the locker rooms and warm up on the indoor practice field so if it means they ruin their field and have to pay a 100 grand so what they're getting kids in that stadium and on campus and that could benefit them down the road we're speaking on the parks motor sales hotline with jesse smith of fivestarpreps.com and um again Jesse, that was a phenomenal article. As you said, you unpacked everything that could possibly, I think, be addressed regarding the possibility of the Blue Cross Bowl in Neyland Stadium. So, with that said, how do we make Memphis closer to Knoxville than it is? Because I can see folks in West Tennessee just – getting up on their hind legs and saying, you know, you've asked us to drive to Cookville for the last 10 years. Now you want to drive us another two hours? I mean, that's – I think that's definitely got to be a concern in this decision-making process should Knoxville right. put a bid out there. Well, I asked Bernard Childress about that, and he said that he doesn't think there would be much contention with that or, or much dissension. Um, the, the fact that your kid – your team, your hometown is going to get to be showcased in Neyland Stadium. I mean, what an experience. Does anybody get excited about going to Cookville? I don't. I, I don't know of kids that get excited about dreaming of playing in Tucker Stadium. As a couple of MTSU graduates here in the room, well, we don't either. So, <laughs> nope. Well, I mean, and, and, and look, Cookville's been nothing but amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. the coaches have said that. I mean, how they've been over backwards just to help coaches and towns feel special, but that that stadium, that playing surface is not going to get you emotional. It's not going to, I think uh, again, uh, Tennessee still in every little boy's dream, not as much anymore, but the experience and the game day experience of, of what it would be like to play your state championship game in Neyland stadium, I think would trump a lot of the, the griping. Look, there's still going to be people that complain. I get that. I mean, you're going to see the people on social media saying that, this is too far or whatever. I mean, somebody's always going to play. But I think on the whole, uh, a four-and-a-half to six-hour drive from West Tennessee to play in Neyland Stadium, I mean, you're going to have small-town communities that think this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to our high school. And, and I just think in the end, that trumps all. Just like with the state golf, people were griping about, oh, do we want to drive to Sevierville? Um I think once you get to Sevierville and you see not only the two golf courses that the state golf tournaments will be played on as opposed to Willowbrook, you see all the amenities, all the things to do for entertainment and and eating and just to making it an experience, not just an event, but an experience. I think that will hush a lot of the doubters up. Jesse, it's Joe Fisher. Uh, Appreciate appreciate the article. And and this is interesting being a, being a Nashville guy and, Having followed high schools for for so long, you know, I, I'm one of those people that believes that this the Blue Cross Bowl should be played at Vanderbilt every year, uh, mm-hmm. and that that's just that's just me. Um, I'm wondering because I think back to and, and going back to the field issue, I think you're absolutely right 
that the commitment would have to be made that they would have to reside the field after the games were done. I think that's that that needs to be part of it. My bigger concern actually would be during the games, um, if, if the weather turned out to be an issue, by the time you get to game three on one day or game seven, um, and, and I flash back to, and I know, Mo, you remember when TSU and the Titans shared the field mm-hmm. at, at the stadium, how many times did they have to resod the middle of the field right. between the hash marks from day to day just to try to make the field playable for the Titans for the next day. Uh, and, and, boy, you have to wonder, if you were unfortunate enough to hit a weather week where you got a lot of rain, I, you know, replacing the field after, to me, wouldn't be as much of a concern as playing on a field that turned out not to be fair. From a safety standpoint, and, and just, per, just perhaps. And, and or, a game where you, you can't play a championship you're trying caliber to, game. Yeah, where you're trying to d- decide a championship. Yeah, that, would yeah. be, that would be a big concern for me. I, I get that. Guys, you know how many times I've seen kids slip and fall on that horrific turf at Tennessee Tech? Mm. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. For kids trying to juke and change direction, and they can't because that that playing surface is one of the worst synthetic turf surfaces I've seen. And I've worked in this synthetic turf world for about seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. You and couldn't you couldn't way. sell them anything. <laughs> I can put. Yeah, you, I've got. That. Hey, I've got Mark Wilson's phone number. <laughs> I got I got access to him too. Okay. And, uh, it's, but it's uh it's and it's not just been that way since 2020. It's been that way for four or five years now. And whether that field is safe, I don't think it is. Whether it's a good playable surface, I don't think it is. But you're right. And by Saturday night, when the 4A and 6A games are going on, your two of your marquee matchups, do you want your field looking like trash uh, on that Saturday night on TV? Do you do you want the kids slipping and falling all over the place if it's if it's rainy and muddy? We used to be accustomed to that. We're kind of spoiled now because mm-hmm. of all the synthetic curve surfaces that are out there. Mm-hmm. That used to just be something you would suck up and say, "Okay, it's going to be a muddy night, or it's going to, you know, it's going to, we're going to have to change our cleats or something." But or we're going to run the ball forty times. Yeah. So, and I and I asked Dr. John Sorokin about that. It's like, are, are there things that those guys can do between games, between days, to recompact the field, put sand down, get it playable? And so he said, "Yeah, there, there's routine maintenance that they'll do to it to get it playable for the next day." Um, but yeah, you you wonder if it's a if it's a rainy week, and it's uh it's it's rainy during Thursday games, it's rainy during Friday games. What that field's going to look like on Saturday if it's raining? That that's definitely something that Bernard Childress talked to them about. They said, "Hey, if you're willing to to have your field ripped up and whatever, I mean that's that's something that the board of control will have to factor in, and it's it's a it's a pros and cons list. Does playing in Neyland and having that experience outweigh what the field could possibly look like on a Saturday night. And I'm sure if Knoxville does put a bid here in two years, that'll be a, a, a point of discussion, probably a long point of discussion during that meeting. And so that's why we try to address it now and, and get people comfortable with those discussions and that thought process of this is what it could look like on Saturday night. And um, so, yeah, we'll see. But it's, it's definitely a, a red flag and, and something that needs to be discussed. And we discussed it in the article some. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jesse Smithy of FiveStarPreps.com. Jesse, I, I got to say, man, you didn't try to address it. I mean, I, I just think you took every what if 
that could come up in this discussion and and you you hit it and i mean i i am um, i was so impressed with the with the work that went into that and with um what came out of it if you're not like i said jesse works the east tennessee knoxville high school faction and so some of our listeners may not be familiar with him but i'm telling you you need to get familiar with him because he does great work over there um yeah, and if there's if there's Middle Tennessee listeners that want to read that article, but you know maybe they don't want to pay the full price for our website, I, I get that. Uh, just have them reach out to me, private or direct message on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. I'll give them a coupon code; they can get a discount for a uh, one month membership and um, just enjoy that article and some of the other stuff that we got going on on the site. We uh, kind of breaking down the Knoxville Catholic football search. So there's some other things that I think people out there could enjoy uh, beyond that article. So I appreciate. You know, those kind words, kind words, Mo, I and mean, we, we try to unturn every stone. And, um, again, it's, it's all kind of in Knoxville and University of Tennessee's court now, and uh, we'll see what they do with it. But, yeah, it was a, that was a, a, a two weeks' worth of, of effort and time into that article, and I appreciate you saying uh, what you did about it. Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad you mentioned the Knoxville Catholic situation as well with um, former Tullahoma quarterback, Steve Matthews and Knoxville Catholic parting ways here about two weeks ago now. Where are they in their process of coming up with his successor? Yeah, they're in the interview phase. They've uh, they've gotten past uh, the text messaging and calling and putting out feeler stage. They're, they're bringing in guys this week and got some names, but I don't. I don't feel like super comfortable sharing them on the okay. record just yet. You know how it goes in coaching searches. You hear names and sometimes it's second and third hand information. Uh, they play this one pretty tight to the vest. And I think they've also made some, some calls just to throw some people off their, their, their trail. So <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's a high profile job in this area. And I, we put together a list of 12 candidates from around the state who we think could be a good fit or at least somebody that they should talk to an interview and, you know, there's some mid mid state guys in there from from there, Davidson Academy, and then there's uh, there's guys that are from the the Chattanooga area that that we like that we think could be a fit, and so it's um we try to go as wide ranging, reach out to some mid mid state people that we know and trust, and reach out to some Chattanooga people and say, hey, who do you think could possibly be a, a fit for this job? And so, yeah, we got 12 candidates and their bios and and what makes them attractive to Catholic possibly. And, you know, uh, I feel like Dickie Samparak is going to be exhaustive in his efforts, and I'm not surprised mm-hmm. to learn that he is playing this thing really close to the vest as AD at right. Knoxville Catholic. And when you put that list out there, I'm sure you made some folks in the mid-state a little uncomfortable naming <laughs> um, Davidson Academy coach Jonathan Quinn and, and Murfreesboro, Oakland coach Kevin Creasy among those candidates. Yeah. So, um as you are beginning to hear names and that kind of thing, should people in the mid-state continue to be uncomfortable? I, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I think some of the, I think again, those were that was the day after that job opened up. Like, who should they at least call just mm-hmm. to get their interest? So, do you call Kevin Creasy and just say, "Hey, uh, Kevin, you know, we just want to gauge your interest." Yeah, you should. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at what he's done. Mm-hmm. Now, he might just say flat out no and then you move on and so that was what that list was for um now there's some guys on that list that i do know they talked to Hmm. and they should have because they're 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 big time candidates so i would say right now 
the names that I've heard are more East Tennessee based. Uh, there's one coach that I heard out of Florida that I'm, I don't even know his name. I just know he's at a private school in Florida that they approach. But I would say 90% of the people are been more kind of East Tennessee based. Okay. All right. Well, great. Jesse Smith. So that should be soon. Should be soon in the next, I, I would say, in the next handful of days. Wow. Okay. It's nice to see a quick coaching search at the high school level because that doesn't seem to be the case here a little closer to home. And I'll just leave I mean, that at that. <laughs> they got, well, I mean, spring practice is right around the corner. So, I mean, they look, there are guys on Catholic staff who could run spring practice. I have no doubt about that. But I think they want to have their head guy in place. And uh, just in case there's an offensive philosophy shift or defensive philosophy shift, they have time to put in their stuff in the spring. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Of course, the fact that your quarterback is playing baseball – kind of puts a damper on all of that but i think it does i, I think whatever system you're going to put in i think is going to involve Caden martin so you know i think you're going to be okay with that um yeah, for sure jesse smithy five star preps.com check him out on the interwebs appreciate you taking some time with us this morning yes sir appreciate it guys talk to you some other time i'm sure sounds good that was jesse it. smithy with us here on the parks motor sales hotline and when we come back here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we're going to um, talk about a few, a few of the few games that took place on Wednesday's schedule. So um, stay with us here. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.